Welcome to Behavior Buff, a podcast for the active parent. Ty and Hillary Krieger dive into ways to reduce the stress of parenting. They throw in a little fitness chatter, but mainly guide you how to raise kids in a positive light by delivering tangible tools to use right away. Listen from them and guests just like you on how to go from survival mode to feeling in control when it comes to your kids. Three, two, one. All right, we're back, episode four, and we are talking about spanking, corporal punishment and coercion, right, Tyler? Coercive control. Coercive control. (laughs) So we're both here today together. Yeah, we're here together. It's our first one. Uh, We are just going to, I'm going to jump right in. I'm going to tell a short story here and let me know if any part of this resonates with you. So you're at home, you have your friends over. Your child is acting up by being mean to the other kids that are over, kind of being sneaky to his sister. You're trying to talk to your friends, but your child just wants your attention. He starts to be sneaky and does something you don't like. He then, then you threaten to spank him if he does it again. A few minutes go by and he does do it again. Your daughter then approaches you and tells you he did it. He lies to you because he's fearful of what you are going to do as punishment. But you have to follow through and you take him up to his room and spank him. You go back downstairs with your friends and discuss how lately your son has just been so sneaky. He's not listening in school. He's being mean to the other kids on the playground. And overall, you think he's just being a naughty kid. You actually don't know what to do and you and your wife had contemplated taking him out of school to homeschool him because it keeps getting worse. Today, we are talking about spanking, hitting, grabbing, and all things related to your child's behavior and why they're acting up. All right. So as Hillary mentioned, today we're going to talk about corporal punishment and course of control. So those are big words that really relate to a similar thing of using force and fear to control behavior. The term course of control is more commonly talked about in the world of domestic partnerships and domestic abuse, where one partner uses put downs, fear, and tactics to try to lower self-confidence in order to control the other partner. However, I think it's really prevalent in a lot of relationships, including parent-child relationships. So coercion in general is using that excessive force, whether it's verbal or physical and corporal punishment is more talking about the physical some of those more common examples are going to be pushing hitting whipping shaking grabbing spanking and the such so we're going to talk about both of those and then the verbal is going to be insulting excessive yelling name calling put downs and rhetorical questioning and sarcasm so how does coercion even creep into parenting and why does it work well it works because it works It works right away. And so anything that you're going to do as far as an immediate punishment, such as coercion or a spank or a yell, it's going to stop behavior. It's because it stops all behavior and it works on the startle response. And when you use that type of startle response, your child becomes frightened. And so in reality, when you're using punishment such as this, your child is learning to fear you and your behaviors really and not respect you. And I think this is the place where we ask ourselves, is this really what we want? This podcast and this platform is not a place to pass judgment. It's simply a place to hopefully expand your perspective a little bit and have yourself maybe answer some tough questions. 
do you want your child to fear you? You know, I certainly don't. I don't want my children to fear me, and I don't want your children to fear you either. So let's maybe talk about how we can uh, continue to think about this concept. But the reason why this stuff works is because it has a strong immediate connection and you yourself as a parent are reinforced. Your kid does stop yelling. Your kid does listen to you. However, as your kid then becomes more and more exposed to that level of punishment, they become the, the strategy themselves become less and less effective. And this is due to the behavioral phenomenon of habituation, where the more exposure your kid gets, the less it works. Is that the definition of habituation, Tyler? Yeah, what, it yeah. is. Yeah. And so you can kind of think of it like if I were to go through a haunted house one time and I get really startled by all of the all the guys jumping out at me. Uh, and then the second time I go through, maybe not so much because it that's just how the body works and that's how the brain works. You start to predict the pain or whatever it is that's going to happen next and then it won't it won't be as painful. So that's habituation in a nutshell. So when you lightly spank them on the behind and it no longer stops the behavior, what's what's your next move, Tyler? What are they what do you what's questions you need to ask yourself if you lightly spank them and it doesn't stop the behavior, what do you do next? So you only have a few options, right? You're going to increase the intensity is one of them. So you're going to yell louder if you're yelling, you're going to spank harder if you're spanking, or you're going to introduce a new more punishing type of type of punishment right a more punishing type of action such as like if you're spanking and that's not enough well then you might pull out a paddle or a spoon or a belt um, and and really those are your only two options you either increase the intensity or you in- introduce something else that's more painful or punishing than what you were using and so behavior you know does get managed in the short term but let's talk about the long-term effects of this so at some point because of habituation There's a tipping point where your morals and then ultimately the law prohibit you from increasing any more intensity. And now you're really left with nothing to control your child's behavior. So what will this look like when you're in a public setting? Or actually, what does this look like when you're in a public setting and your child is misbehaving in Target? Do you spank them in public? Or have you heard, or maybe you have done this, threaten them when they're in the store that when you get home, I am going to spank you. Or when you get home, your dad is going to get you with the spoon. I mean, these are real life things that either you have thought about or you have said or you have heard somebody else say. And this is where the tipping point gets a little dicey. I mean, thinking about and talking about carrying over into the effects of how this affects your child's behavior in school. So Tyler will hit a little bit on this because he has been in tons of schools before and a lot of IEP meetings. And he's going to talk a little bit about how this carries over into child care professionals, such as teachers, daycare providers, people who work on the playground with your kids. Yeah, so as a former consultant and as a current you know, education professional, we, we all have a certain set of guidelines and morals to live by that are, that are much more strict and stringent than a parent. So long and short of it, there's no teacher out there that is going to be hitting your child or spanking them or even really sending them to a timeout. These types of practices, due to their ineffectiveness, are really getting washed out of the educational system as more and more more and more data comes through on the ineffectiveness of these techniques. And so 
what ends up happening is if for a child who whose behavior is only controlled by coercion or punishment will then have a really tough time at school considering that they don't have that same amount of fear of their teachers as they do of their parents and that ultimately is what it comes down to additionally you are starting to see these kids also become more aggressive or maybe engaging in some bullying behavior because that is the type of behavior they are seeing modeled for them at home, right? So if your kid is misbehaving in school and the teacher calls a conference and you say in the meeting, well, this doesn't really happen at home. And if it does, then, you know, I handled the behavior the way that I do. And the teacher says, okay, so what do you do? How can I help? Or how can I help with his behavior? And you just say, well, I spank him. Well, the teachers can't spank him. So that leaves no form of behavior management for the teacher to do. And even if you yell at him, your teacher or his teacher can't, his or her teacher can't stop the class of 14 other kids and directly yell at him to stop the behavior. So again, this leaves no form of behavior management and you're ultimately setting the teacher and the principal and the supervisors on the playground with no form of managing your child's behavior in school. And this kind of leaves them at a loss because the only person that your child will listen to is you because you are the only one that can do those types of behavior management tools, I guess. So there's some additional side effects that we're going to hit on and, and end with here from Parenting with Coercion. And Hillary mentioned it in her initial lead-in story about the lying and the sneakiness. And the reason why lying and sneakiness tend to creep up when we have Parenting with Coercion is because your kids are living their lives trying not to get caught. They're trying to always avoid the punishment instead of the flip side of behaving well because they know that positive behavior will lead to reinforcement and good things. So in general, we are trying to avoid whatever it is that's painful. That's supernatural. So, and then additionally, when a child is, when a child is spanked or corporal punishment is used in the home, you find that they then tend to be more aggressive to get their way. So Hillary just hit on this point too, but I think it's so important that we're going to hit on it again. You as a parent, I don't care who you are as a parent. If you have a child, you are the number one person in that child's life. They look up to you. They love you. It's nature. It's nurture. It's all the above, right? But you are the one who is their number one model. And, and when they see their number one model handling tough situations or disagreements with force and with types of aggression, that's exactly how they're going to turn around and handle their situations when they're confronted with them in their real life. So think about that and think about what type of model do you want to be for your child? Do you want to be a, do you want to be someone who's cool and calm in the face of conflict and that really looks for solutions and tries to problem solve? Or do you want to be someone who's reactive and scary? I, I'm going to tell a story that happened here uh, earlier this week and we had a babysitter over on a Wednesday. Tyler and I both work at night. And the next morning, I saw in Callan's room that one of his pictures had fallen down. And it was tried to hang back up. But the glass inside of the picture was almost coming out. And I approached Sloan. And I said, Sloan, what happened here? 
what is going on with this picture? And she got very scared. And she was like, I don't know. It just fell down. It just fell down. I don't know. And that's when my tone changed. And I started to, let's be honest here, right, Tyler? I got a little firm with her and I started to raise my voice. And that was because I knew she was lying. And then I had to take a step back and I reverted back to our family expectations, which we talked about in episode two. And one of them on there is we are honest and we tell the truth. And that is when Sloan started to get a little choked up after I was able to calm down from raising my voice. And she was able to then be honest because she knew that, okay, this is expected of me. I Mom said it in a calmer manner that these are family expectations. We tell the truth and we be honest. And she told me that they were jumping on the bed in Callan's room and the picture fell down and they just decided to hang it back up and not let us know. And Tyler and I reverted back to, again, our family expectations that it is our job to make sure that they are safe. And if that picture were to fall down on Callan when he was sleeping, if his crib bumped it a little bit, then the glass would have broken on him and that would not be safe. So we hit on two things in our family expectations in order to shape and model the behavior versus just me continuing to be upset with her and yell at her. But me as a parent, I am still actively working on this to not be a shouty, yelling mom. I mean, it was very upsetting to me because I knew the reason behind why I wanted to yell was because I was worried for Callan's safety. And then I was also upset that she didn't tell me the truth about how it felt down, but I was able to revert back to our family expectations. So if you are resonating with what we're saying in this podcast, and it's really hitting home, and you want to stop using corporal punishment to manage your child's behavior, the first thing that you should do is really ask yourself, why is my child misbehaving in the first place? Because once we can answer that question, it opens the door up to, t- to so many solutions. And then we can begin to talk about developing replacement behaviors and some positive support strategies to teach our kids what to do instead of us only focusing on what not to do. And trust me, guys, we'll have a lot more details that come on this in future episodes. But in the short term, listen back to episode two if you haven't already. The Family Expectations is a great starting place. And we can't wait to share more. Additionally, additionally, you are the adult in this situation and your child's brain is still developing. So you as the adult are able to make some changes in how you react to situations and it might require a little more planning and a little more thinking on your end on how you are going to handle situations that make you upset and ultimately sit and think about why you are reacting this way. Just like Tyler said, um, talking about how, talking about focusing on what you want your child to do, not what you don't want them to do. So any other closing thoughts, Tyler? Oh, if you are listening to us talk here again and you're like, okay, I need to change. What do I do? Tell me, just tell me what to do and I'm going to do it. Why don't you send us an email? Behaviorchangecollective at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Instagram at Behavior Change Collective or on Facebook, Behavior Change Collective. It's really Tyler and I behind the computer screen answering and replying back to any of your questions or 
any any other comments that you have, maybe you liked this podcast, why don't you take a screenshot listening to it and post it? Send it. Post it on your Facebooks. Post it on your Instagram. We'd love to repost it for you. Uh, I will have some additional things that you can look at in our show notes wherever you are listening to this podcast. If you're listening to it on Apple, iTunes, or Spotify, I don't even know other platforms that's, where is it, Tyler? Stitcher. Stitcher, wherever else you're uh, listening to this podcast. So. Yeah, I think the, the main thing for you Apple listeners out there is to help us get this word out to, if you like us, give us a five-star rating and leave us a little review because that really helps us spread our message as well. And we'll read them on our next on our next couple of podcasts. We'll read one or two of them out loud. Uh, you don't have to leave your name. I think you can leave like an alias. Maybe we'll try to guess what your alias is. <laughs> yeah. Well, we just thank you guys so much for tuning in and we can't wait to keep delivering some of this awesome content for you. And if you want us to talk about anything specifically, we'd love to take some feedback and maybe turn it into a podcast idea coming up so feel free to reach out guys bye thanks so much for listening to behavior buff podcast make sure to follow along on facebook and instagram at behavior change collective